Have you taken a moment to stop and reflect on the lessons of your past relationship? It might not even be so far in the past. You might be right now dealing with your unwanted separation. And there might be a lot of guilt, a lot of thinking, but are you reflecting? That's what I want to talk about today. Reflecting and rebuilding, learning from the past to create a better future. Hello and welcome to another episode of the From Devastated to Divorced podcast, where we discuss the struggles and challenges of an unwanted separation and providing you with practical tips, compassionate support and empowering strategies. I'm Josie, your host and a separation survival specialist helping women work through the chapters of their separation journey. And today we're going to talk about reflecting on your relationship so that when you rebuild, you can create a better future. I know when we're dealing with a separation, specifically an unwanted separation, we start thinking and looking forward to all the things that we are going to have to deal with, which is of course normal, but we look forward with a lot of fear of the unknown. And I think that it would probably help if we actually took some time and reflected on the past instead. Even if you are the person that does not want the separation, there is a chance that it is going to be the best thing that ever happened to you. And I know that you are hearing this right now and saying, Josie, you're absolutely nuts. But I was where you are. And I thought that I was going to die from the separation. I thought my life was over. I was 30 years old and I thought that's it. That's the end of my life. But I was wrong. And now when I reflect back, I can honestly say that my ex did me a favor because for many reasons, religious, self-worth, cultural, societal, I probably would never have asked for a separation or divorce. But what I realized was that I was not happy. I wasn't happy. I was, I don't even know if I can say content. I was just living the life that I had because that's the life I had and I was making the most of it. But I wasn't happy. And it reflected on how I looked. It reflected on how I took care of myself. It was there. I just couldn't see it. So that's why I want you to take a moment and reflect today. Think about your marriage. Think about how, how your life was, how you were treated, how you were respected. If you were in a real partnership, were you guys equal in things in the house, in the marriage. And I'm going to say house, like maybe he was the one who went to work every day and you stayed home and took care of the kids. And that's not even what I mean by equal, because still, even though he was out working all day when he came home, there's still things that he should do as a partner in the house with you, with your children. Many of us don't feel that way. Many of us feel like if we're the housewife, then we are the housewife 24-7. Even though he is the provider, and he is the provider 40 hours a week, maybe some are working 50, 
Maybe some are working a little more. Maybe some are working a little less. But that clocking in and clocking out of work is all they do. When they get home, oh, poor husband, he had to work those eight hours or nine hours. And so now he gets complete free time. When in reality, if you are a stay-at-home mom, you're working those same hours with your child and running around and doing laundry and cleaning the house and maybe taking care of uh, bills that came in, repairs that need to be done, calling for the plumber. You are doing things and you don't get to clock out at five. You continue to do these things. In fact, now you have more to do when your husband comes home because you're going to cook him dinner. You're going to hopefully be able to sit down and chat with him about his day, but then quickly it's get the kids ready for bed and school tomorrow and then sometimes perform wifely duties. You know what I'm saying? My point is, because I know that I already went into a tangent, is reflect on what was really going on in your marriage. Was it a complete blindside because you were perfectly happy and things were perfectly great? You know what? It is possible. It has happened that women do feel like their marriage is perfect. Their husband is great. He is a great provider. He gives you all the attention and love and support that you need. And someday out of nowhere, he suddenly says, it's over. Absolutely mind-blowing. Still, I recommend that you do this reflection. Maybe there's something there that you didn't even think to notice before. But let's talk about how you reflect. What are some ways that you can reflect? You know my number one is going to be journaling. You know that for me, the first thing I suggest is journaling. Pull out your journal and start thinking about fights that you have had or times when you didn't feel valued, even if you didn't say anything about it or comments that he would make that maybe would make you feel like you're being torn down, even if you don't think he meant it on purpose, but he said these things offhandedly and there's something that you still kind of think back on. Maybe you even are like me that I will sometimes send out emails to myself when there is a particular problem that I have in my relationship, an argument, a fight. I don't want to forget what happened, what I thought about it, how we fixed it, if it was fixed. So I will email myself. So maybe look back if you were the type of person that does that in emails to yourself or text to a friend when something happens to kind of remember when you recognized that you were not happy and what you did at that time. How did you handle that? Did you just ignore it? Did you shrug it off and say, well, this is my life? Did you have a conversation and did he seem like he listened and fixed it? Did you have a conversation and he didn't give a crap and you're like, well, I tried? Those sort of reflections are what I'm talking about so that you can actually have a clearer vision of what you're leaving behind, what you think you are, quote unquote, losing. Because 
Of course, we all love our families. We love our family unit. We love the dream of being in a family, of having a family. But sometimes that dream comes with an asshole husband or comes with a husband that ignores you or comes with a husband that doesn't work or doesn't want to help support you, but he is your husband and that makes it that you have the structure of a family and so you ignore those things. And at the end of the day, when your marriage falls apart and you start thinking about only the good things, it's important to remember those things. I'm going to give you a few examples of There was uh, a woman that I spoke with recently that was sharing about how she was struggling to leave, to file for divorce. She had been separated from her husband for almost three years now, but she was scared about filing for divorce and scared about doing it alone. But the fact of the matter was that she has been living alone for the past three years paying her own bills with a good job that she had for the past three years, getting zero support from her husband for the three years. But she was scared about the future and thinking about being alone when really if she reflected on what she had been doing those three years, she would recognize, and thankfully after our conversation she did, that she was already doing all of those things on her own, that this person was actually holding her back, that she actually moved forward in those three years while he was not around. She got a promotion at her job. She was able to do other things, but she didn't even realize she was kind of going through the motions because what she was focusing on was the loss of the family, the family she didn't even really have when he was there. And I use the example that I mentioned a minute ago about money, about finances, about a partner that doesn't work. I spoke to uh, another woman and actually she came on the podcast to do a chapter checkup session with me and she talked about how she supported her husband for years. She was the earner. And he wouldn't work. He always had like a dream and an idea, but he never worked or rarely worked, maybe a part-time here and there, but he was not the breadwinner. And I'm not saying that that's a bad thing as long as they are also doing what they need to on their end. But he didn't do the work and then he didn't do his parenting the way that we would expect a woman that would stay at home, that would not only just watch the kids, but do the laundry and maybe do dinner and things like that. And so, but she had her family. She had a family unit. And then when they went to separate, she realized, wow, this person did not pull his weight in the marriage. He really, it was just like, okay, my kids have a dad, like they see a dad, they can say there is a dad there. But it's just a word. And it's just a person. It's not the intentions, the feelings, the the effort that you put into being a dad. And then because she was the breadwinner, 
after they divorce, she has to pay him alimony. Because while they were married, she didn't complain about him not having... Well, I'm sure she did complain about him not having a job, but she put up with it. And as long as you do that for a specific amount of time, when there's a separation, you have to pay them. Imagine that. That's a whole nother tangent for a whole nother time. But my point in this podcast episode is reflect on what you were willing to put up with for this marriage that unfortunately didn't work out. As much as you put up with, and for as long as you put up with it, it still didn't save the marriage. Why? You probably will never specifically get an answer to that. But what you will recognize is that you sacrificed a lot, that you put yourself last a lot, that you ignored your own boundaries a lot, that you let somebody take advantage of you, mistreat you, speak ill of you, all in an effort to keep your family together. And all of this reflection is for the most important reason, is because your life is not over. My life was not over at 30 after my husband decided to break up with me. I have had an amazing life since then. And part of the reason was because I recognized what I was allowing him to do. And I made sure that in the future, I would not allow it. I kept a clear inventory of what I accepted, what I ignored, how I devalued myself. And so that is the list that I want you to create, a list of the things that you recognize that you put up with that were not for a benefit of you or even a healthy relationship. Because again, I go back. You may have allowed him to get drunk or drink to access every night after work and fall asleep on the couch because it was going to keep your family together because he's there and he's the husband and this means this is your family. But was that a healthy, happy marriage? Were your kids benefiting from this person if he would come home and just drink and fall asleep and that was it? No. But your mind frame was, I need to keep my family together. I need to keep my family together. I think the mind frame needs to be, I need to live a healthy, valued life. I need to be valued. If you cannot be valued with a man, you can be valued on your own because you know who needs to value you first? You, yourself. So if you are clear on your boundaries, if you are clear on things that you know that you put up with in the past and you're still where you are today, that you don't have to put up with these things and you refuse to put up with these things in the future. And that is how you are going to be able to create a better future for yourself with a partner or without a partner. Because once you know what you're worth, what you will and will not accept, you are not going to allow people in your life that are going to destroy that. Once you're clear on that, you will see a red flag a mile away. And also in conjunction with this, of course, you're working on your self-worth. You're working on loving yourself. You're working on being okay alone. And then 
you realize I can do all of, I can have all the fun and I can have a fruitful, great life alone. And I'm not going to just accept anyone just to say that I'm in a marriage or that I have a partner or that I have a husband. So hopefully you understood where I'm coming from with this episode. I'm very passionate about it, if you can't tell, and it makes me kind of go all over the place. But the gist of it is reflect, be honest about your past relationship so that it will help you be prepared and ready for what you need in the future. And before I end this episode, I do want to remind you that many of you know that I have the From Devastated to Divorced Five Chapters to Surviving a Separation program. And so if you're curious to know where you stand on your own journey through separation, I'd love to chat with you. I'm offering a free, no obligation, 15-minute call to help you identify which chapter you're currently experiencing. And it's a great opportunity to chat about your unique situation and for you to gain some clarity and guidance on where you might be stuck and where you're heading. The link to schedule that call is in the show notes, and I'm really looking forward to chatting with you. And with that, I'm going to end this episode. Thank you so much for listening, and I will catch you on the next one. Bye for now. Thanks again for listening. And if you found value in today's episode, I would really appreciate it if you could go take a moment and leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you're streaming from. It would really help to get the word out and help us build this community. And as we wrap up today's Heart to Heart, I hope you find healing, feel your strength grow, and embrace your journey forward.